Okay, welcome to another edition of a personal trainer's guide to wealth creation. I'm Jason Yabanovich, and uh, today what I want to talk about is this concept called speed recovery. Now, it has nothing to do with physical recovery at all, although the name could suggest that's what we're talking about. Speed recovery is more to do with if you've ever had a period of your life, moments in your life, days in your life where something has occurred that has triggered you off emotionally or mentally. And because of that and not knowing what to do with it, how to deal with it, it has put you in a spiral of, I guess, negative maybe thinking, uh, limited thinking, uh, poor productivity, and you feel like you're in a bit of a funk. And what can happen is it might take one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks to get out of that particular state of mind or that frame or that experience that you're having. Now, that's what can happen. So over a period of time or something can happen and we have these recurring patterns that we tend to find ourselves going, I go along fine and then all of a sudden I find myself getting off track. I find myself getting off track and then I'm not productive, I'm, um, I'm stagnant, I'm not getting the results I want in this particular area of my life. And while that's occurring, it has a big impact, of course, in those particular um, situations. So what, why, where speed recovery comes from is the ability for you to have something occur um, that may emotionally trigger you off and something that may have um, been a pattern of yours, something you don't deal with very well, and the, it's the ability to be able to reset quicker and faster. So to be able to acknowledge the emotional trigger that's happened and no, uh, acknowledge what's been happening, know how to, to deal with it, experience it, but then also reset so you can get on and not go down that dow- downward spiral and have that impact the next day, two days, one week, two weeks, three weeks of your life because we have this inability to recover and bounce back from it. If you, if you look at sport, because sport is one of those areas where they talk about this speed recovery. So you're in a football game, you're playing tennis. It's the ability to maybe get emotionally triggered and to reset like that. So I've, I've, I've just done an error playing football. It's the ability to go, can I let that go straight away, reset, so I can get on with playing the game the way I want to play it, need to play it, or do I let that mistake then, you know, shatter me, knock my confidence down, and have an impact on the rest of the game? So it's the ability to go, right, reset, that happened, I've dealt with it, boom, move on, let it go, recover, let's restart again. And so and so that's one of the things that will be really important for, for not just in sport, of course, but in our areas of our life, the ability to bounce back quicker. And now for myself, I noticed these certain patterns occurring in my life where I'd go along for a while, something would happen, get off track, and it might take me three, four, five weeks. So I spiraled to the point where I was, you know, I was sick of it. And then I'd eventually have to go, right, time to pull yourself out of it, Jason, get back on track. The only problem is for the last four or five weeks that it took to get to that point, then I could have been way more productive. I could have been moving myself forward rather than staying stuck um, and spiraling down. Uh, as a result for that, you know, a lot of people in their life, that's where, of course, their health will suffer. 
their uh, mental mental health will suffer, uh, level of fitness, happiness, enjoyment, all these things can suffer if we if we don't have the ability to process these things quickly and reset. Now, it's very important to understand that it's about emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is understanding that we are not our emotions. They're there to be experienced. We're totally separate, independent of these things. But unfortunately, we don't know what to do uh, with them a lot of the time. So if I feel some frustration or anger, what do I do with it? Do I walk around in a in a shitty, you know, unhappy state, huffing and puffing for a week or two? Or do I learn how to do anger properly and understand that this is something that I'm entitled to experience. I have a. Cho- I can choose to feel angry. I can also choose to feel something else, in moment to moment. But in in a situation, if I choose to be angry, what I see happening and what I used to do is just walk around in a shitty mood for a week. Well, if you're going to be angry and you're feeling, get it done, get it sorted, and then move on. So, do it in an honourable way where you get to feel good about it. And you know, I'll give you a base example. There's many ways to do this, but once you start to learn how to identify with these emotions, you go, the idea is to get it all out of your body so you think clearer, you have more room for peace, joy, happiness, creativity, positivity, all these things. But if our anger pool and all these emotional pools are staying full, it leaves very little room for those other things that are more productive in our life. And so if I'm coming home from day of work and I say one question and ask myself one question, that is, how am I feeling on a scale of one to 10? 10, 10 being I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stressed, I'm, a, I'm a one comment away from my partner for, to absolutely erupt, or am I like a five where I'm, no, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good. There's a little stuff, a little bit of a few niggles that I've got to, I, I want to express and get out and get sorted. Or am I one? I'm entirely at peace and calm, truthfully, uh, because I've been doing this work on an ongoing basis. If I know I'm a six or seven and I know that it only takes one comment, I'm going to walk inside my partner's and say, and I know that I'm, I'm just one thing away from letting it all out and erupting in a real negative um, fashion where I get to feel then a little bit of guilt and shame afterwards for the way I behave, then I'm better off going in and going, look, you know, hi, honey, I'm, uh, you know, how I, I'm fine, but I'm, I just got to get sorted. I've got a bit of frustration or anger that I want to get out. And that's the separation. And uh, that's where you start to get better at this thing called speed recovery because you go, right, you're acknowledging that there is some frustration, anger there, but you're okay. And it's important to understand that I can be sad. I can feel, feel some sadness, but I can be okay. I can be feeling, experiencing some fear, but I can also be okay. I can be having some anger and frustration, but I can also be okay. And what happens is we don't understand that because we don't get taught these lessons. So we, we think we're our emotions. So we think if we're sad, we're losing it or we're depressed or we're going downhill or we're not coping or we're weak. Um, but that's not the case. It's like the only problem is, is if you if you were to stay in a permanent state of sadness eight hours a day, seven days a week, three and six, that's then we're talking about something more serious. And it's normally people get there because they haven't done this work in the first place anyway. So um, what we need to understand is that we're okay. We can be okay in experiencing. So something happens. I'm okay, but I'm I'm choosing to feel the sadness, or I've got the sadness that I'm going to deal with because that's how I'm feeling. And I'm going to get it out. You know. I'm okay, but I've got this frustration and I want to go and deal with it and just get it out. That way I can move on and you know, enjoy the rest of my night, the day, be calm, be peaceful, jovial, all that stuff because I'm just taking care of that. So I'm going to go in there 
I'm going to do it in an honorable way where I'm going to grab a punching bag, lie it on the ground, or I'm going to scream into a cushion, or I'm going to hit the bed. So it's a trigger to get it out physically. I can get it all out if, if you feel your energy through your arms and, you know, you hit something. And it's it's very important. I say hit something, um, like to hammer fist it and make sure that we don't want to injure ourselves in the process. So you've got to be smart about this. It's not about flipping into a pile of rage and, you know, injuring yourself in the in the, in the process. It's about grabbing the – kneeling down next to the bed and, you know, hammer fisting down on the bed and – getting out what you need to get out. So the healing and the and the is in the expression of the feeling. It's not just in the, you know, the act of punching the bed. So it's in the healing is in the expression of the feeling, so getting it out. Uh, other people like to stomp, they feel the energy through their feet. It doesn't really matter, scream into a pillow, but we just got to get it out and we got to we got to do it until we feel like, you know, you got that end sensation where it's like ah oh. You know, you feel like you've had a workout, a good workout, and you feel, you know, different. You can feel the energy shift in your body, and you're more at peace, and we're getting back to that state. So this is some of the training that will enable you on a, on a moment-to-moment basis to have better speed recovery. And like anything, it just takes practice. It takes training, and if you haven't done it, then you're not expected to be good at it straight away, but we, we will get better with practice. And so... There's that part of it where the more we're draining the pools of sadness, anger, fear, the more love, joy, peace, creativity, all that stuff that I talked about will be present when we don't allow ourselves to get into these things. Like, you know, people that walk around and they're just always miserable. Well, we'll get into it. And and that leads me to my next question. How long do you need to be miserable for? Ask yourself that question. Okay, well, I'm sad. I'm feeling sad. Okay, well, what, what is it that you're sad about? And let's get into it. Let's get this all the sadness out. So again, you can drain that sadness pool and then have more room for love, peace, happiness, joy, etc. But what happens is people can get just stuck in them being in a state of a bit of a blue mood or depression or whatever and just stay there. Well, let's get into it and let's get it all out. Let's do that. A bit like a workout. You know, if you want to, if you want to get in shape, you don't talk the weight off. You've got to get in and actually do something about it. You're not going to just go and, you know, walk for five minutes every day and expect to get great results. So it's a similar thing. With fear, well, if we fear, it's about expressing it. Where is the fear in my body? What am I fearful of? And and remember again to detach from it. So, uh, where where is it in my body? Where does it surface? What what are the things I'm most scared of? And just expression will, will start to you know let go of all the fear and drain that pool. So you start to get my point on how to be better at being at first to the first phase, and then be better at speed recovery because then speed recovery. Uh, regardless if you're doing you know, a heap of that first work I said, that's just good for your own mental clarity and emotional intelligence and emotional well-being. Uh, the next part of speed recovery is it normally comes down to asking those type of questions. So an example, you get angry or something happens, you go, right, okay, right now I'm choosing to be angry. And that's an important thing. We've got to not say that that person made me angry or this thing's making me angry or that person's pissing me off because we've got to understand then we're a victim if we're saying that we let these things outside of us have an emotional reaction to it. So instead of going, well, when you said that I'm choosing to feel angry or when that happened, I'm choosing to, to be angry because you could also choose not to. You could also choose to laugh at it. You could also choose to ignore it. You could also choose to let it roll off you. Um, 
there's all these choices and that's what we've got to get back to. Remember, we've got a choice in these situations. So remember, you have a choice in how you want to feel. We just lose, we've just lost connection with that. And so something happens, I go, right. It's not that you did it to me, but I'm choosing to get angry and express my anger and get it out. Again, it's got to be in a positive way. The next question is I ask myself is how long do I need to be angry for? Who would have thought? Asking yourself such a simple question. Because when you do that, it puts a, it puts a deadline on it. You go, right, I'm, I'm honouring the fact that I'm feeling some anger and I'm, that's okay. I'm totally okay and allowed to feel all these emotions. So in an appropriate way that doesn't hurt anybody else. So I go, right, how long do I want to feel this for? And I go, I'm going to rip into it. And I reckon for the next five minutes, I'm, I'm going to allow myself to feel angry, angry. We'll get into an experience fully, let it grow, let it swell, experience it in every sense, and then get it out of your body so then you can move on and be done with it. Because again, if you don't address and deal with it, again, it's going to affect your life. It's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect your personality in terms of how you turn up and be with people you love and care about. It's going to have an impact where you're rather off learning how to address it, deal with it. And what I saw, seeing when I've, I've taught people this idea of speed recovery is the people that used to go off track and it'd take them three or four weeks to bounce back then it would be like three weeks and then, then they'd be able to bounce back quicker in two weeks and then it'd be one week and then it'd be, you know, three days they could bounce back and then one day, because they're asking themselves these questions, how much longer do I need, do I, am I going to choose to be like this? How much longer am I going to choose to ignore doing these things? How much longer am I going to choose to be in this miserable state? How much longer? Without beating yourself up, it's asking yourself a question like a good friend would. And then once you do that, it, it puts some power back in you to go, well, I'm, I'm done with it. Or, you know, I need another hour. We'll then rip into it. But when you start doing this, watch the power and the magic of how much you can start to retrain yourself to get out of these downward spirals, these things that take you off course. And that's the key to go to the point where you can get to the point where you can, boom, recover in an instance. You go, right. I've experienced it and I go. So I'm going to give myself the next five minutes, boom. And then you're done with it because you've done this training, this practice. It's such a powerful concept to have. Imagine it rather than something happens to you in the morning, you have an argument with your partner or something, and then you decide to get shitty about it or upset about it, be angry, whatever. And then you take that to work with you. You turn up to work and people can tell at work that you're not okay. And then you're walking around in that state all day. You're not enjoying the experience of being there. People around you aren't enjoying, you know, being around you. And it has this big consequence. Rather than going, right, I've just had this blue. I'm about to go to work. I need to rip in and get this sorted right now. So, right, am I going to yell when I'm driving the car? Am I going to pull over? Am I going to do, you know, address it before I go on to the rest of my day? And that's speed recovery, to be able to nip it in the bud. Let's get it processed. Let's do it. Let's breathe into it. Let's stop and let's do it so then we can not have it impact the rest of areas of our life. It's so very important. Now, I'll tell you a quick story that changed changed uh, the one of my patterns. When I say patterns, I, a defeated pattern that I that I noticed I had. Now, it was when I was first learning and getting into the psychology field, and I was learning how to present and run this course on uh, called the Mental Toolbox, and 
I've been learning this material about how the mind works and how to get breakthroughs in that area and stop sabotaging and why we do the things that don't serve us, etc. And so I've been practicing this one. I've done it like about five or six times, etc. And this event went for then it went for two and a half days. So it was a, it was one evening, a Friday evening, and then it was two days. And I was um, feeling like, and back then, you know, a bit younger, you know, you know, maybe didn't really maybe overestimated my ability rather than underestimated it. Um, I remember saying to uh, Paul, who was training me up in this area, I'm going, mate, I'm, when am I going to be able to do this next session, the next one, because I've, I feel like I've got this one nailed. And, of course, that was my perspective of it. And, and you know, Paul, being a, a good teacher that he was, said, mate, look, you know, I don't think you're quite there yet. Keep learning the material, keep practising, you know, keep doing all the stuff you're doing. And uh, when, you know, when I feel the time's right, which is what any mentor will do, they'll, I'll, you know, give you the green light. And so I'm getting frustrated with that. I'm going, you know, God, I just want to, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So I'm talking a big game up. Anyway, um, there comes, an, I live in Brisbane. Uh, they live in Canberra, but we've got an event going in, going on in Sydney. So it's the Friday, which is, I'm, I'm about to get on a plane and, and go down there and, you know, get set. And I get a phone call from, from Mary, who was Paul's wife, saying, Look, uh, Jason, Paul's very, very sick. You're going to have to do the first, um, the first night, all the sessions, which were, there were three. And uh, of course, I'd been talking it up, going, "I'm ready, I'm ready, ready." My emotional response at that point was, I was saying one thing, but feeling another. I was going, "Oh yeah, okay, no worries, I can do that. Awesome." Um, internally, I was fearful. I was like, "Wow, here I go. Okay, now um, I've got to back up." what I've been talking about and these are two new sessions that I've never taught to a crowd I've known the material I've practiced it rehearsed it and here we go so the the event kicks off it's Friday night it's about seven o'clock um thereabouts this thing's going to be going to about 11 or 10 30 11 and uh, I've done the first session the session that I have actually done many times at this point feel confident doing it feel like I know it inside out and uh as I'm starting, about 20, 30 minutes in, there's a guy in the front row. He's asleep. Someone else in the back's yawning there, almost going to sleep. And, uh, you know, the information that I'm I'm receiving, I'm seeing these guys, and it wasn't filling me full of confidence, let's just say that. Justifiably, I could be saying, oh, well, it's Friday night, people are tired, all the rest of it. But there was still a part of me going, well, these, these people are asleep. And, you know... I'm taking that personally, and so then I'm. I finish that sentence. Uh, I finish that session. I've walked back down, back down to the to the um, room. Of course, at this stage, I am. I'm feeling it from that experience. I'm feeling, you know, not good about myself. Am I not good enough? All of this stuff is popping up for me. So it's bringing up all of this old limiting beliefs and baggage for my past and uh, I go down to Mary and I go, the crowd's gone and gone to get a coffee in there on a break and I've, I've gone to Mary, I've gone, what a shit audience, you know, crap. And she's looked at me and go, what do you, what do you mean? And I said, oh, well, you know, there's a dickhead down the front, he's asleep, there's another guy in the back starting to go to sleep and all the rest of it. Because I guess what I was doing was I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I was trying to not feel what I was experiencing rather than I could have, I could have said that moment, Oh, geez, I'm feeling a little bit um, fearful. I'm feeling a little bit, um, you know, defeated. I'm fe- like that would have been the honest way to, to get through that and recover from it quickly. 
but instead I was trying to protect the way I was feeling, which is what happens with, and stops you from doing speed recovery is because you, you resist going to these emotions and experiencing them and uh, being truthful in the moment from a heart-centered position. So it, it actually blocks you from, from being able to recover quickly. And Mary, in all her wisdom, just looked at me and uh, said one thing, and she said, what are you going to do about it? And it's those key moments and people in your life that have the ability to see what's truly going on and, and call you on it. Because what I was looking for as a friend or an ally was... I was saying it to hopefully get a response going, oh, yeah, 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 they're not that fucking great, Jason, all the rest of it, which would have been totally hopeless for me because I would have gone out with that attitude of how I was feeling in that moment. And do you get why speed recovery is so important now? I would have gone back out to that second and third session carrying that emotional response, the way I was feeling internally, energetically-wise, my energy was starting to drop, um, you know, starting to get tired because it took all that energy to try to defend myself, not experience what was really going on, blame them as well. So I was blaming. Truly, I was starting to feel a bit defeated, which was the pattern. Like when things went my way, great. When things didn't, you know, the way I expected to, I would start to feel this defeated, which really was uh, bottom line belief of not being good enough. And so when you put yourself out there. And so with Mary saying that, at first, I thought, fuck you, bitch. I'm thinking, I thought I thought something like that internally, you bitch, you know, because I was actually looking for a bit of support. But it, it shocked me and, jo- and, and jolted me out of that state, which was important. And by asking that question, and that's what we need to do better of ourselves and others that we really care about, is not try to fix them, not try to make them feel better. Or it's, it's by asking them questions and, and asking ourselves questions. The better questions we ask lead to better results and getting, getting a different um, perspective and a different end, end result and what we're trying to achieve rather than staying in that you know negative or limiting um, state and so she said what do you want to do and I said well I'm going to go for a walk and this is where speed recovery comes into play I'm, you know, I'm going to explain to you I said I'm going to go for a walk but then the next question you have to ask yourself logically even is like well how far are you going to walk for <laughs> you've got the seminar run and I went I'm in the lift and I go I need to go for a walk and I was like, right, how far are you going to walk for Jason? I got about five minutes up the street and go, I don't need to walk anymore. And then the next question was, well, what are you, what are you going to do about this? Like Mary said, what are you going to do about it? I go, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go up there. I'm going to do these next two sessions. I'm going to give it everything that I've got in my power and my ability. And that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to knock their socks off. I'm just going to give them all my energy. I'm going to take it to another level. And I'm going to go for it. And that's all I can do in my power. Now, the initial feel in my body, and you probably might even be feeling that energetic change in yourself just hearing this now, it was amazing. It was like I felt powerful for back in control, where before when I come off, I felt like a victim. I felt like... You know, I was blaming the crowd, and so I had no control over it. And so that was very disempowering, where now, by asking these questions, I felt empowered. And so I've gone back up there. And you know what the end result? Regardless of the end result, but this is what happened in this situation, because at the end of the day, it was more about how I turned up to those next two sessions. Could I turn up, be present, be clear, be focused, and deliver those last two sessions in the way that I wanted to be? Regardless if someone liked me, didn't like me, liked the content, didn't like the content, what was important for me is that I turned up in the way that best served me and the way that gave me the best opportunity to do the best job. 
And so that's what I did. And I have to say, the crowd come alive. Now, I don't even get into it and try to analyze why that guy was sleeping. Who cares? That is totally irrelevant in this situation. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he had a big week. Maybe he'd heard all that stuff. Who cares? Who knows? The most important thing was I had an emotional response to that, which seeing that guy sleep, which didn't serve me. And it made me Darryl, downward spiral. It triggered up my defeated pattern, pattern, which led to me feeling like I wasn't good enough to be up there. And unless I had that moment with Mary where it broke me out of that pattern, then it could have impacted not only those two sessions, but it could have gone on and impacted the rest of my presenting experience. Maybe I would have quitted. Maybe I wouldn't have liked it as much. Who knows what would have happened? So it was so much bigger than just that. And so this is why I hope this message has come across and how why it's so critical in your day-to-day life. And, uh, you know, I felt so good to be able to get that breakthrough. And I'm sharing it now because every time I tell it, I get to relive it and imprint it into my DNA. But not only that, it had such a significant impact on my life and how do I deal with situations where I see one thing and interpret it and better acknowledge it to go, hey, hang on, is that an old limiting belief? Is that something that I've taken that's going to hinder me? If so, it's okay, it's happened, let's address it. Now, how do I actually want to be to live life on my terms and the way that I choose to be and not walk around being pushed around by my emotions or experiences and being reactive. So speed recovery is where it's at. If you want to be getting the most out of your life and reach your full potential, it is an area that I would, without, it's not, I don't even have the words to say in terms of how important this area of your life is. It all fits under the emotional intelligence and mental empowerment umbrella. But I can't, I can't stress enough how important training in this area is. And as you can see, I had no training. I had training in this area. I knew a lot about this stuff, but I was still in that spot. And it was just that question that Mary that helped me snap out of it. And you'll be, you'll be, I don't think you'd be amazed or surprised because you know that if you can choose to think one way and have emotional response, you can also the powers and you choose another way and, and, and get a totally different emotional experience and then retrain ourselves so that becomes more of our natural way of doing life rather than being reactive and being pushed around by our emotions and experiences. So that's speed recovery. I highly recommend that you use the methods that I just talked about beyond this podcast. Seek more training in this area. It's the emotional intelligence side of it that will really make you achieve more in your life and get more out of your life and more out of yourself than just... 100% intellectual, you know, you can have all the intellectual intelligence yourself, but if you can't deal with this area of life, it goes out the window, believe me. So I hope that's all made sense. I hope there's been some really good valuable tools and resources in there and as simple as asking yourself better questions, as simple as saying, how long do I want to stay like this for? What would I rather do to move yourself out of those states so you can get yourself back to being the way you want to be? I hope that's come across very clear. All right, I hope you've enjoyed it. I've certainly enjoyed delivering it. And go out there, live life in your terms, go and take control of it. Don't sit around waiting for life to come to you. Go and make it happen. I'm Jason Banner. It's been an absolute pleasure doing this podcast and can't wait to do many more.